Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking to Monica from MLC Bakery. People aren't just bakers nowadays. They are definitely artists. So now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cancer's not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? People sometimes ask, like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby is my job. I love what I do. It's like a canvas that you get to start over every single time you do a new cake. And then you give it to someone and you get to see their smiles and their faces. I mean, it's unbelievably rewarding. Caking, for me, is all about creating a moment and a memory. Hi, you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the Dessert Studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery calls for some celebration, at least for me. <laughs> Savannah came back to work, Yay. and um, it was so nice having her back in the kitchen and so nice having Flora close enough to be able to hold. But really, we had we had several orders this weekend, and it was just so nice doing it together instead of doing it by myself. So Yeah. It's been good. It's definitely been a little adjustment. It, but I, I have felt bad for her because I can <laughs> tell that it's not necessarily her first choice of where to be at the moment, but she's being a good sport. So Yeah, I just have been wearing her. She's Flora is funny because I'm sure a lot of babies are like this, but she will not nap on her own. Like She really wants to be held and... Then if I get her to sleep and I try to put her down, it's like, oh, she's going to wake up in like two minutes. Okay, but funny story (laughs) I have to tell you. So last week we have this pack and play. And so we had that set up and Savannah very carefully got her to sleep and then put on some white noise for her. And um, we got a a new phone for the bakery. Uh, Oh, probably... Well, we talked about it. It was just not very long before Savannah went out on maternity leave. And so my son loaded a ringtone that is really obnoxious. And he did that so that I would be able to hear it from upstairs when it rings. But Savannah put white noise on for Flora. So on that, that phone. On that phone. And then someone called the bakery and she was rudely awakened. The white noise was gone and this totally obnoxious and loud and really horrible ringtone just <laughs> snapped her out of her nap. It was so sad. <laughs> so Sad for Flora and sad for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to make an adjustment there. But, yeah, it was nice. And cute Savannah showed up with a box of season marzipan for me, which <laughs> means that, <laughs> that I got to indulge a little bit. That's <laughs> literally my favorite treat in the world. So had to say thank you for everything you've done but it was very nice (laughs) yeah so um we posted a story of me frosting a cake and I was just holding Flora in a baby carrier and we got so many messages of um all of you just saying oh like this gives me hope for when I have babies or oh this gives me hope for when I have my next child you know and so it's definitely doable it is totally an adjustment and my back hurts from holding her and standing up and working but I mean if if you want to do it you can do it and yeah and it makes it better you know I'm holding my baby (laughs) while I do it so it's worth it and she's so stinking cute and yeah hopefully I don't know 
15, 16 years down the road, she'll be frosting cakes with you. <laughs> More like a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was good to have her back too because it was actually a pretty big weekend. Oh, we had it was quite a, a few orders. Crazy week to yeah. be back in the bakery. <laughs> and they weren't just, none of them were just like, a really simple cake. I mean, we had a four-tier wedding cake with lots of realistic buttercream flowers on it in blues and whites. It was really beautiful. Um, Savannah, like I think we've talked about, does most of those flowers because her hands don't make the frosting turn into soup. And we had um, a dramatic birthday cake for a 70-year-old man that was kind of fun. We did a bunch of gold had fun with gold on that one. And then I painted a hummingbird and some flowers on a cake. And that was my first time painting a hummingbird. And I have to say, I was a little nervous, but it looked great. A few YouTube tutorials about palette knife painting just with like oils or latex paints. Um, those were helpful. That helped me kind of know what I was doing. But yeah, it was a busy weekend and everything we did went pretty smoothly, all things considered. So yeah. welcome back, Savannah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a good week and um, we are just super excited though to get this interview going because Monica is just so helpful when it comes to just being efficient and she just gives us all of her tips and tricks to, you know, run more efficiently and be more productive productive with your time and all of that and so I think this episode will be super helpful for all of you it was for us and so yes let's get her on hi Monica welcome to the podcast hi ladies thank you for having me of course we are so excited when we learned about your story we knew we just had to have you on <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of your story, um, why don't you just share with our listeners some of the things that you shared with us about your business and how you got started? Sure. So um, I have always loved baking. And for me, baking has always been a form of love. So even as a kid, I remember, you know, baking things for my friends or making up little cookie recipes myself, which, you know, probably tasted like just flour cardboard. <laughs> but, uh, and then as I grew older, you know, teacher gifts, friends gifts, I always, you know, show my love through baking. Uh, you know, food is my love language. So, um, so naturally I joined the Navy. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah, I went to the Naval Academy and I was a math major. And then after graduation, I served in the Navy on two ships and I deployed three times. I went to 16 countries. Wow. And, and I really, I, I attribute the Navy to learning how to be a hard worker because you definitely bust your buns. And uh, that is something that has stayed with me. Uh, and then after no those- No pun intended, right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. And then after those two ships, they call it a shore tour, which is basically a non-deployable desk job. And I worked at back at the Naval Academy Office of Admissions. So I worked as an admissions officer with the high schoolers who were applying. Okay. And that was, oh, it was a really great job to be at because I learned customer service and I got to work with these really enthusiastic high schoolers. Um, and I was a, a faculty rep for a club where I was, it was so fun. So, cause I was only maybe less than 10 years older than a lot of those young women. 
And they thought I was like so old because I was married. (laughs) (laughs) Like the hook for every meeting is I would bake for every meeting. And they were just, they just loved it. And I'm talking like, you know, opening, you know, a box of Ghirardelli brownies or Betty Crocker, you know, whatever. And they just loved it. But, you know, but baking was like my hook. Like every single meeting I would bring something. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So fast forward, um, I got off active duty. So no longer in the Navy, but my husband stayed in and uh, we had a few more kids and we moved a few more times. And when I was in, or when we lived in Everett, Washington, Washington State, it was so rainy and my husband was gone on his ship a lot. And I had three little kids um, under four, like three and a half and younger. And I needed something just like an outlet because we were inside the home so much. So Mm -hmm. I really got into, um, I don't know, I think it was just like a YouTube rabbit hole of cake decorating videos. And then I asked my mom if I could have a decorating kit for my birthday. Nice. And, yeah, and it was just something fun that I could do that really brought me joy. And I would, you know, make cakes for my kids' birthdays or a holiday. And that's really when I got to practice. And um, then fast forward again, then we moved to Virginia. And after one of my kids' birthday parties where I had made a really fun cake, um, <laughs> my son wanted a cake with a sword in it because he was like, um, he's really into medieval knights. So <laughs> anyway, so then a, a, one of my, one of my girlfriends asked me if I could make a cake for a baby shower. And I was like, Oh, you know, I was like somebody, you know, somebody outside my family is asking me to do this. So I did, I made that baby shower cake and it really inspired me to, well, it inspired me. It empowered me to, you know, explore, like, what can I, you know, can I do this? Is it worth it? Is it worth the time? And so I started MLC Bakery. That was October, 2019. And um, it's, it's really grown. I mean, more, more than I anticipated in the past, you know, year plus. I'm so proud of where it is now. That's That's, awesome. That's great. And first of all, let me just thank you and your family, your husband and your family for your service. We appreciate we appreciate people like you who are willing to set so much aside to to serve our country and to serve each of us. So thank you for that. Thank you. And so now you're running your own home bakery and you're a mom of four and you said your husband is still in the military. So tell us a little bit about what your days look like now with, you've got a pretty full plate. Yes. So, um, We have four kids and they're second grade, kindergarten, preschool, and toddler. So um, the two oldest kids are in school full time. And then my preschooler is three days a week. And then my little guy is home with me all the time. Although I think he's ready to to do more. (laughs) But yeah, so it's, you know, it's a balance. And I think I probably couldn't have done this if I was a new stay-at-home mom. But um, it was something that, you know, you, you just, you learn the priorities, you learn to get in a groove. And my oldest was in first grade when I first started, and now he's in second grade. But some things that I've learned is, you know, like I work around, you know, my youngest has nap time. So that is when I try to knock out any of my computer or phone calls with customers. 
Um, I've set really, I've set boundaries for, you know, my pickup time is very specific. So it's, you know, between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. on weekdays and on weekends by appointment. Um, and then I've also, I've become so much more efficient working. Oh gosh, like when I started, you know, a year plus ago, I'm so much more efficient now. Like I'll do batch work, like all of my cake baking Monday, Tuesday. And then so I can decorate, you know, just pull those cakes out and decorate the day of. And it's oh, so much better that way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So so that's a great example of, of how you've become more efficient. I would love to hear all your little tricks for becoming efficient and developing systems and all that. Yeah. Another thing is that I found works well is to have an amazing vanilla cake recipe and have that be your base recipe. So then, you know, you don't have to have all these different recipes for all these different variations because, you know, from a good vanilla, vanilla cake, you can have, um, you know, like funfetti or vanilla Oreo is my best seller or, you know, strawberry or lemon. You just have that same base. So then you can, you know, work more efficiently. So I could double a batch and it might end up being, you know, a strawberry cake and a vanilla Oreo cake, but it was the same base recipe. Yeah, I love that. We've... We've done Mm -hmm. that too, and it's been a game changer, just Mm -hmm. making your life easier. And I feel like running a business along with being a mother, along with maybe having another job, whatever it may be, we need to find ways to make our lives easier. And so I think that's a great example. Oh, my gosh, yes. And I learned that the hard way. Hopefully hopefully somebody (laughs) listens. (laughs) Guys. Yeah. And then, you know, in general, I mean, you guys, um, I know Savannah, you're about to become a mom and then Carrie as a mother, like, you know, the, how do you balance it all? Like I, there is no balance. (laughs) It's, I really believe it's more managing. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a Twitter thread about a year ago that quoted Nora Roberts that I think about all the time. And it's about how motherhood is a juggling act and some of the balls are plastic and they don't break when you drop them and then some of the balls are glass and you can't drop those, you know, and it's not just, it's not just there's one ball for family or one ball for work. It's like you have 50 balls in the air that you're juggling, you know, and some of them get dropped and some of them don't. So, you know, I am far from perfect and I drop a lot of balls, (laughs) but you know, you learn which ones are, you know, the need to happen and the want to happen. I really love that quote. I've never heard that before, but that is the that is such a good visual of of our lives really and just being sure that the ones that are glass we we take extra care of so that they don't so that they don't crash. <laughs> I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's so good. I love that. Oh, I know. I it was Nora Roberts. Um yeah, I did not I did not create it, but man, I think of it all the time. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I I will, I'm sure that will come to my mind often from here on out because that's, that's just a really great analogy. Mm-hmm. So tell us, tell us a little bit about, I, I would love to hear what your favorite country was that you traveled to or that you were deployed to. Oh my gosh. So I, I was stationed on two ships out of Norfolk, Virginia. And from Virginia, you head east and I had two summers in the Med, <laughs> in the Mediterranean. And oh my goodness, the French Riviera. So we pulled into Toulon, France. It was beautiful. Oh, Italy. And then I took the Greek islands. Wow. Um, Santorini is, it's really more of a tourist island. And somehow my ship pulled in 
and it was gorgeous. If, if you see pictures of Greece with the blue domes and the whitewashed buildings, that's usually Santorini. Wow. Mm-hmm, I know. And then the other really cool place that I know I will never go again was the Seychelles Islands, which are east of Madagascar, east of Africa. Okay. And they are these tiny little beautiful islands. It was like Jurassic Park. It was mountainous and lush. It was gorgeous. Oh, fun. <laughs> what, what, a, what a cool experience. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I don't regret doing it. It was a great adventure, but it was definitely time. Um, you know, I needed some stability in my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're... Your Instagram, uh, managing your Instagram and all of the digital stuff that comes with running a business. Do you have any great advice in that regard? Yes. So I actually started with a Facebook page and my Facebook page is still more, you know, more popular amongst my, my fans. And for me, it's really interesting. So my Facebook page is more, um, I would say women in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, women, you know, maybe be like friends of my kids or, you know, friend of friends. And I really tapped into the local military spouse network. And um, for anyone listening, they'll understand this, but military fierce, military spouses are fierce at recommending because we always move. So we rely on each other's recommendations because we're like, hey, where do you like, where's the best place to get your haircut? Where's the best place for, you know, the best playground? Where's the best place to get a cake? Sure. So, yeah. So once you get in with the mill spouses, um, you know, those, those referrals just keep on coming. So I'm so gracious to, to all those women. Um, and then, oh my gosh, I started with a kitten calendar from Rite Aid, like just like a cheesy, (laughs) like a pharmacy. And that's how I was writing down my, uh, my orders initially. And it just got to the point where I was actually, you know, I was booking people, more people who I didn't know than I did know. And, for me, four cakes a week is, that's really my max. I, I cannot do more than four cakes a week. And I just knew, I was like, okay, it's time to, it's time to, you know, tighten up this, <laughs> this, this business here. So I, I spoke to a local cake designer, Rachel Bakes. Rachel was so gracious. She had a great phone chat with me and I picked her brain about the logistics um, of, you know, the business side. And then after that, I launched a website through Squarespace, and that has been a game changer because on my website, you submit an inquiry for an order. And for me, I funnel everything through those inquiries, through my contact page. Um, so, because it was overwhelming when you have, you know, Facebook business messages, personal business message, or, you know, personal messages from my friends, um, you know, then you had Instagram now and <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just like too many avenues of communication. Yeah. So, mm-hmm, so I, I put up an away message and I said, I only communicate through my website, you know, please hop on over and submit an inquiry. <laughs> That's um, that really can be so overwhelming and it's so hard to keep track of. So that's, that's great advice. I did. And the, and what I do is, Oh, I, so my, my email, my business email through Squarespace is a Google suite. And when I worked as an admissions counselor, that was also Google suite. So I'm very familiar with Google and I love Google. If anybody's considering, you know, different, browsers. I think Gmail is a great, really efficient browser. But yeah, so somebody submits an inquiry, I get an email. 
Um, I have templates set up. So with your Gmail, there, you know, if you open an email, like the three little bottom, uh, three little dots at the bottom, right? You can set up templates. So it's all these automatic replies. So I don't have to type up the same thing over and over again. I just click on my template, you know, all the info is there. And then I can, you know, tailor an email if I need to for that specific cake or person. And then, so that's one thing, templates, email templates have been a huge uh, time saver for me. I think that is awesome. And and like I said before, I mean, running a business is hard. I mean, we're already in the kitchen so much of the time. And then the behind the scenes stuff is really like what gets to you. It can bring you down. <laughs> oh, preach. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so I think that that is such good advice to just have things ready to go, have things I mean, you've got your responses ready. And yeah, I think that is such good advice. And I think we need to do that, Mom. Yes. So just to recap, you used Squarespace and you said that that is with Google what? It was with, so Squarespace, I think it's under the Google family. And then I was setting up my my website through Squarespace. You know, it was an option, you know, pay more money and you get a customized email address through Gmail. Okay. Okay. And mm-hmm. then, and then the place where you store your templates is called. It's actually just called templates. It's part of the Gmail. Oh, okay. So even if you have a personal Gmail, you could do templates. Or if your, um, you know, if your work email, your business email is through Gmail, you also have that. So anybody who has a Gmail account for their business, or um, they can use those templates mm-hmm. to make. Just... Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know, I love it. <laughs> Couldn't be happier that we're talking to you today. <laughs> yeah. And oh, so I, I could talk about Gmail. So the other thing, of course, is Google Calendar, which was much better than my kitten calendar. <laughs> so, and I, I love the Google Calendar, too, because when somebody submits an inquiry for a cake order, then I have it typed up with all the info I need. And then I just copy and paste that. And I put that into the info for that order. So if I'm looking ahead at my calendar, I can, you know, click on that date, click on that person's name, and I can just get a quick glance at everything that they already submitted. So for me, the contact form was also huge. And, you know, I don't have to go back and search and say, oh, where did they, what did they say? You know, I can do that all So with Google Calendar, are you also able to, like, attach pictures and that kind of thing in there? Um. That's a great question, actually. I don't. And now I wonder if I could. Well, you know, I'm, I just opened it to look. I do see an attachment, but I I haven't, and now I want to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to explore that. Um, well, this yeah, sounds you, really great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I love the Google Suite. And then also they have Google Drive, which is a shared drive. So... And shared drive, I can then also access it. You can download the Google Drive app. So you can quickly pull up your Google Drive if you just wanted to pull up, you know, an invoice or an order, something that's in your Google Drive, some kind of document. Um, and Google Drive, it's, you know, you can organize it like any kind of share drive, but you can access it from any computer. Yeah. So, I think it's great. And you can, oh, this is my favorite part. They have, they have Google Docs, which is like a Word document. They have Google Sheets, which is like a spreadsheet. 
Um, and I, I think in spreadsheets, I was a math major and I just, when people give me information, I'm just like, I need to put this in a spreadsheet, people. Like, <laughs> um, so I love, I love all the different options, but, um, but also when you do a, like a Google doc, then you can download it as a PDF. So I type up an invoice and I actually use sheets. So it kind of looks more, um, like the itemized part is a grid and then I download it as a PDF. And then just attach that to my email with my invoice template. So, there we go. Mm-hmm, wow. That makes it really. Mm-hmm. Sounds very efficient. Yes. <laughs> I know. I really, I attribute this to uh, my time at admissions because I, you know, I worked in customer service with, you know, thousands of students. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think we all can be more efficient. I think when we become more efficient, we can really focus more on the things that we actually love to do, which for most Mm -hmm. of us, I'm sure is actually being in the kitchen, creating art through cake. And so, exactly, yeah, if we can definitely be more organized on the behind the scenes stuff and streamline all of our messaging and orders Mm -hmm. and all of that, then we'll have more freedom to do what we actually love. And I'm sure for most of us, this behind the scenes stuff isn't the stuff we yeah. actually love. So yeah. <laughs> there, there have been days when we've been dealing with the behind the scenes stuff that I have just thought the a- any cake anyone orders from us should be like three times the price because they have no idea what we have to do outside of the kitchen. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, I agree completely. There's, there's a lot that goes into each, each cake. Yeah. And it's cake. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not just baking and decorating a cake. There's so, so much more to it. For sure. Mm-hmm. So I've got a question though. Um, yes. Because I know that we've messaged back and forth on Instagram and we've actually seen your um, automated message that <laughs> <Yeah>. comes through. <laughs> and so I'm just interested. Have you noticed any like, lack of people moving forward with your website template or um doing an inquiry there or it's just kind of what's expected and and you haven't seen any lack of business that way so i um i am honored and blessed that i have more orders than i can take on i mean like right now i'm booked through mid-march awesome um and you know right now so that's from here it's like almost two months out um from this interview day so in my case, my, my away message says, you know, please go to my website and do the inquiry. But I also have my FAQs and it talks about the starting price of my cakes. Yeah. And I'm very upfront about it because if, if, you know, if I'm not a good fit for you price wise, then I don't want to, I don't want to waste your time, you know, and you get your hopes up. Mm-hmm. So I am upfront about the price and I think it might weed out some people which is great. And then for other people, I think they say, okay. And they know, you know, they have a better understanding when they contact me, yeah. what to expect. Yeah. I actually, I actually think for us, at least we have really felt like having our prices listed has been a good thing. I'm um, just not having to uh, field phone calls and emails and stuff from people that really aren't our customers. Um, for, for whatever reason, you know, it, it just, it just is a lot easier and gentler way to, I think, let people know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, there are, so in my area, um, it's called Hampton Roads and it's Virginia beach, Norfolk, Chesapeake. It's there's seven cities, but there's a million people. 
And there are so many talented bakers and cake designers. And I know, you know, if I'm not the best fit, when I, if I'm booked or if somebody inquires and I'm not a good fit for them, I always, part of my template is I recommend a list of other local bakers. So they can, you know, I'm not just saying no, thank you, bye. You know, I'm right. helping them. Like, hey, you know, here are some other great home-based bakers who I recommend. Yeah. And, you know, there is a fit for somebody. And, you know, there's, there's always somebody else who can either squeeze you in time-wise or budget-wise. I think that's really great directing people to somebody that is a bit that might be available and would be a good fit for them. I think that that just fosters good, a good relationship, even if they don't end up being a customer on that particular item. It just, I don't know, I I would just have a good feeling towards somebody who was helpful, like in that way. Um, I know, because I, one of my things that I struggle with is saying no. Um, Because, you know, everybody comes to you with an event that's important to them. And, you know, I'm in the celebration business, you ladies know, and I, I have a bleeding heart for, you know, I'm like, oh, but I want to, but then I have to, you know, I had to put up a boundary and having an email template saying booked is actually something that, I mean, I will hover over that template and debate and I'm like, no, just say booked. And then, you know, I just, I have to, I have to protect myself because I can't, yeah. you know, I burn out. It's yeah. just me. Well, you have to protect yourself and the other glass balls that you're juggling. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Very cool. Well, my goodness, that is a lot of good advice. Do you... (laughs) Do you have any other just vital advice that you feel is necessary for any other home bakers or cake makers who are just starting out? Well, so ladies, I'm going to gush on you. Finding your podcast was a, I mean, it was like a breakthrough moment for me. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Because I felt, you know, I just, I felt very directionless. And because I always loved baking, I had actually never ordered a custom cake except for my own wedding cake. Um, So, like, I mean, my customers knew more about the business than I did. (laughs) (laughs) So finding the Let's Talk Cake contest, um, I, I'm not kidding. Like it really did. It was like a mentoring session every single episode, and not not from like the cake design perspective per se. Like not not on technique, but more on the business side and the mindset. Um, so I really I appreciate what you ladies are doing, and I appreciate everyone who is interviewed. And I am so humbled and honored that you know that I'm included. So I hope that I'm doing right by the people who are listening. Oh, mm-hmm. for sure you are. I feel like this has been a really valuable and informative um, episode to help people with some of those hard things that we don't always think about when we're talking about a bakery. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think this is great. And thank you for thank you for saying that. We this kind of just started out as a just a fun idea, and it has actually turned into something for us that we feel like is is bigger than us because. All, all of the people that listen and that we interview and that are involved in this industry are just, I mean, we're blown away constantly by the people who we get to know better because there's just so many amazing people doing such good stuff and so many good ideas. So thank you for saying that. And, and thank you for joining us today because it's, it's people like you and others that we've been able to talk to that actually make this worth doing. So we really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. So, (laughs) so just in, 
to kind of wrap things up, I'm curious to hear what some of your goals are for the future. Yeah, so I, I'm, a, I'm a big dreamer. <laughs> um, Which is great. So I think that's the past awesome. Few month, the past few months, I've launched cake parties, which have been kind of, you know, stall on with COVID. But I have a few lined up for 2021. And it's basically like, I bring all the cakes, I bring all the buttercream, I bring all the, you know, decorating supplies. And then it's a group of ladies who just have a fun time and I guide them through. So everyone gets to bring home their own cake. Um, so that's something I really love. I was, um, I was raised by a teacher. So I feel like I have this, you know, teacher spirit in yeah. me that, <laughs> that I love. And then I've had, um, I have some private cake lessons that people have asked for, which I love. And one is with a teenager um, actually this weekend. And I think it's just such a fun such a fun gift that her parents are giving her. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Very cool. And then I made some video lessons. It was actually a friend who's stationed in Japan asked me. And so I made up, I ended up making two plus hours of video lessons, which are really geared towards like the hobby baker who, you know, was me two years ago, who just wants to learn how to do this to make beautiful cakes for their, you know, their families and their friends. Very good. Yeah. And then wedding cake. So that's, I, oh my gosh, ladies, I love weddings. I have always loved weddings. When I was a kid, my favorite board game was called, I think it was just called the wedding game or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am really excited. I have some, you know, wedding cakes booked and I have a bridal show, which, you know, with COVID, hopefully it'll be in February or April. We'll see. But, um, and some styled shoots in the future. So we can get some, you know, glam photos of, of my cakes. There we go. Yeah. But, yeah, so I'm excited for the future. Well, I'm excited to check back with you in another you're you're moving so quick that I don't know, in another year or two you might be on a whole new plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows? I know. I've always been a I've always been a go getter, high tempo. <laughs> awesome. Very I love cool. It. Okay, and just to kind of end our interview, tell us about how cake has really impacted your life for the better. Oh, so this could be an entire episode, but, um, so first I would say the people, uh, especially, you know, I really started right before a pandemic and then I've, I've found success and found my footing during the pandemic. So to be a source of joy for so many people and so many families, you know, tiny celebrations, but meaningful celebrations, it's been, you know, I feel like I always kind of, you know, some of their joy rubs off on me every time that I make a cake for them. I love that. So I, I love that aspect of it. Um, and then just me personally, um, as a mother and then as a Navy wife, I really struggled with my identity and starting MLC Bakery and having something that I was individually good at. You know, it didn't depend on somebody else's career or, you know, my kid's behavior. It's just me. For me, I mean, that's a much deeper. I'm laughing, you know, but it is a struggle for anybody who's felt that kind of loss of self or loss of self as you go from being, you know, a non-mother to a mother. Um, so that's been a big thing. I feel like I've, you know, I've, I'm on my step, a new chapter, you know, a new step in being more authentic into who I am and where I want to go. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Monica, for joining us today and sharing your journey. Although it's short, it's pretty amazing. And yeah. sharing all of your little tips and tricks, because this has been, this has been beneficial, I think, for us. Oh, and for I'm sure. sure it will be for some of our other listeners. So thank you so much. Oh, thank you, ladies.
Go, wasn't that awesome? I mean, honestly, she just was like a wealth of knowledge on ways that we can streamline things and make things a little more productive. And I loved her idea of templates and really just a lot of stuff. I mean, how great to just have right at your fingertips without having to think every time you get a request for something. I just think it was so great. And so we would love to hear if there's any of these cool things that you try, any of her her methods for keeping herself organized and making things a little bit simpler. We'd love to hear how how you're doing and how you adapt some of those things into your bakery. Yeah. We always talk about just how amazing the cake community is, but seriously just getting on all of these people who are just so open and willing to share what makes their lives easier as far as caking and running a business it's just so incredible and as always we are just so thankful to everyone we have on the podcast and everyone who also just is out there messaging us and supporting us and I think it's just so cool that in this cake world we have so much support and so many people who are just so willing to share what works for them and and just be a fountain of knowledge for yeah. new cakers and and everything yeah I feel like it's kind of we didn't know it was going to be this way when we started the podcast but I think that kind of there's turned out to be a running theme and that is that everybody just willingly shares the things that they have learned and that keeps all of us from having to learn every hard lesson on our own mm-hmm. <laughs> so I I can't even tell you how much how often Savannah and I talk about after an interview, we'll be like, cool, we need to adjust and and fix this and we need to do this. And so we're, it's, it's helping us too to not get into a rut, but to actually be constantly evolving our business and making improvements. And, um, I just love how everybody succeeds together in the cake community. So thank you to everybody. That's really really something that we've learned a lot and it's kind of you hear us say it a lot but it's kind of a running theme with everybody that everybody just helps each other and it's really cool yeah for sure but you guys need to stay tuned for next week because we are talking to Betsy from around the table and we had so much fun chatting with her um we actually well you'll hear about it in the interview but it's gonna be a good one and she's awesome and what she almost started to say was we have a little history with Betsy and it'll be fun (laughs) for you to hear about that history yeah for sure (laughs) so tune in next next week when we talk to her and thank you to all of you thank you for your comments for your likes and your subscribes and all of the kind things that you say and messages you send us and thank you to Corey for all of his hard work on the podcast we couldn't do it without him And we hope that you'll join us next week when we will continue to talk cake. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and write a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.